Penguins Flyers, Wednesday at 7 o'clock. I'll be at Buford's prior to the game, which means I won't get home until the first period's over. None of you care about that. Pisses me off, though. Zach Aston Reese plays like he's peed off all the time. He joins us now on the program. Zach, hey, thank you so much for taking the time today. Hey, Adam, thanks for having me. Zach, a little over a year ago, you wrapped up playing at Northeastern. You're pinching yourself a little bit right now with the playoffs around the corner. Yeah. Um, you know, back in my junior year, we got to uh, win the Hockey East uh, Championship. Um, you know, we had quite the playoff run there. Um, I didn't get to participate last year, unfortunately, but, um, you know, I'm really excited for this year. Does it mean more because it's the Flyers? Does it mean more because you're from an area where I'm sure there are a lot of Flyers fans? And as I understand it, you grew up a Penguins fan, yes? Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, the rivalry will always be there. It's, it's been there for a long time. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, I mean, you got to control what, what you can control. Um, so, I mean, if it's the Flyers, whoever it may be, I think we need to have the same approach. I imagine in the playoffs, like you just said, it doesn't so much matter who you're playing because you want to beat whoever's on your schedule to get to your ultimate goal, certainly. Um, but with Philadelphia throughout the regular season, when that team comes to Pittsburgh or you guys go out there, is there a different feeling about playing them? Um, I, <clears throat> the times we played Philly, I... Uh... I was injured. Um, you know, I was out for a month, so I didn't get to play those games. But uh, down at Wilkes-Barre, whenever we played Lehigh, that was a pretty big rival. And, um, you know, those, ga- those games always mean a little bit more than Hershey. So, Zach Aston Reese joining us here on the Crowley Show. Uh, who are some of the players you admired growing up, Zach? Because you've got a, a very physical style, and uh, you look like you're a-, a tough guy to play against. Uh, it's actually funny. My favorite player growing up was Kovalev. Who uh, <laughs> those those things will not be used to describe Kovalev. No. Yeah. So um, you know, I wore sixty six. I think when I was a squirt, and then um, you know, I started watching more hockey, and I switched my number to twenty seven. I had that for a few years because of Kovalev. Um, yeah. <laughs> were you ever that kind of player growing up? Did you ever have that kind of offensive skill? I thought I did, um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, as I got older and um, I just played a more physical game and um, kind of relied on scoring goals in dirty areas instead of, you know, putting it through a guy's legs and then buy down. Watching Patrick Hornquist over the last couple of years, uh, it's not the beauty that I think a lot of people would associate with uh, the game of a guy like Alexei Kovalev, but a lot of people say that they that you kind of remind them of Patrick Hornquist. Uh, I think that kind of game can kind of be beautiful in its own right, no? Yeah. Um, you know, when I first got called up, um, Patrick was out. But since he's been back, I mean, it's, it's been incredible to watch. Just um, just the whole skill set he has around the net um, and the battle level um, and the mindset that it takes to, to do what he does is um, you know, pretty big capacity. So uh, it's been nice to uh, to be able to watch and, and learn from that. How'd the intensity today at practice compare to maybe the end of the regular season? Was there an extra jump out there? People more vocal? What's going on out there? Uh, I mean, I think start, it's kind of started last week, um, you know, before the Washington game. And 
um, that last stretch of three games we had a practice in, and uh, it was a really good practice. I mean, we haven't had much practice time, but, um, you know, you always got to take um, advantage of those opportunities, and uh, it's definitely high intensity, and the, and the pace is up, and, and guys are dialed in. It looks like you're going to start the playoffs on the fourth line. Or I guess you were rotating there today. How do you think your game translates to the fourth line at the NHL level? Pretty well. Um, you know, I my last couple of years at Northeastern um, started putting the puck in the net. Uh, I think if your team wants to make a, a big playoff push, you need um, you know secondary contributors, um, and that comes from your third and fourth line. Um, whether it's putting the puck in the net or keeping the puck out of your own net. Um, I think that's a role that I fit into well. Um, and bringing energy, I mean, being able to hit guys and, and kill penalties is also a big part of it. Um, you know, kind of the work that goes unnoticed, but um, it's something that makes makes a team go further. How do you feel about being on the penalty kill unit? Uh, something that uh, you guys have struggled with or had struggled with until late it seems like you guys are getting your feet back under you yeah um you know i i thought for um while it was may seem like a struggle on on paper i think we were limiting teams chances and then you know we'd give them one great a right at the end of the power play and it end up in the back of our net um so it was just a little mental lapse that that we all talked about um and I mean, everyone has a great mindset. It's always easier to get up when you have a guy down and, and work that much harder. Zach Aston Reese joining us here on the Crowley Show. Obviously, you've gotten some time with Sid. How do you think your game meshes with his? Um, uh, I mean, it's hard to to, uh, to measure your game up to Sid because <laughs> uh, you know he's just a world class player. But um, I mean, he 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 elevates your game. Whoever he plays with, he elevates their game and. Um, you know, I played with him and got my first NHL goal, so that was that was a pretty incredible moment for me. What kind of leader is Crosby off the ice? You hear stories all the time about guys being brought in after the trade deadline and Crosby taking him to dinner, things like that. How did Crosby welcome you to the room? Um, same way. I mean, we didn't have dinner or anything, but um, you know, he's just like a, a really easy guy to talk to. Um, you know. Just right off the start, he came up to me and introduced himself and, um, you know, knew a little bit about me and just had a regular conversation with me just like as any other teammate would do. Um, you know, he doesn't put himself up on a pedestal and, um, you know, he has a drive to win and, you know, he, he's, a, yeah, he's an incredible leader. Who are the dudes so far that you feel closest with on the team since you've been up? Um, I mean, there's a few guys that, that are still in the hotel, um, guys that have spent some time down in Wilkes, uh, you know, Casey DeSmith and, uh, Dominic Simone. So we kind of hang out close, um, hang out a lot and we're pretty close. And then, I mean, no one in particular, I mean, it's, I mean, everyone gets along and, and guys are always hanging out with each other. There's not a lot of clicks and things like that. Zach Gaston Reese joining us here on the Crowley show. What's the message in the room is the focus on the three championships in a row, trying to do something that you don't see happen very often at the National Hockey League level, or is it all about one game at a time? Is it just about this year? Who, who's thinking what, and what's the message out there? Yeah, I mean, 
that's always on your mind, um, you know, having a three-peat, especially uh, in today's sports world. Um, you know, it's always tougher with salary cap and, and things like that. You don't really return uh, the same players as previous championship teams. But the message in the room right now is just one game at a time and, um, you know, don't deviate from that. How do you as a team, address what happened in 2012 with the Flyers? Is it anything that's even discussed? I know uh, you as a Penguins fan growing up, I'm sure that left a bad taste in your mouth then. Uh, for all Penguins fans, they feel the same way. But that series doesn't have much to do with now, does it? No. Um, you know, guys haven't said anything about that, and coaching staff hasn't. Um, I mean, yeah, no, no one's really talked about that. What has it been like to play for Mike Sullivan, who's been able to push all the right buttons? He's 8-0 in playoff series as the Penguins coach. Uh, how does he talk to you? How does he talk to each of the guys? Uh, what's his mindset like? He's really determined and, and really focused. Um, one of the things I noticed right away coming up is he's really detailed. So if a meeting is at you know 5 o'clock, it doesn't start at 4.59, it doesn't start at 5.01, it starts right at 5. Um, so it's kind of just that way all across the board. Um, he treats his players with respect and and listens to their feedback. And you know he's he's been really good to me. And um, you know he was in the college hockey world for a bit too. Sure. So um, you know it's nice to have that um, similar trait. Well, let's stick with that a little bit. I guess both college hockey and uh, the way Mike Sullivan uh, talks with you and addresses some of the younger guys. Uh, you'll hear from. Everybody, Connor Sherry, Brian Russ, Jake Gensel, they've provided depth the last couple of years en route to the two championships. Uh, and Mike Sullivan treats them like they're just any other guy, not a young player in the room. And I'm not going to name any names, but past Penguins coaches, that was always kind of one of the, the knocks on them was they, they weren't always willing to trust the young players. What's it mean to come in and to immediately be trusted by uh, this coaching staff who's had so much success? It means a lot. Um, and it's not something that's just given. Um, you know, the coaching staff from the whole staff of the Penguins organization from NHL to American League is pretty close-knit. And, um, you know, there's a lot of back and forth, and everyone is in the loop. Um, so for me, it started down in the American League and rounding out my game. And, um, you know, coming up, Coach Sullivan knew what kind of player I was. Um and then it was a matter of me going out there and doing it again at this level. Um, so, you know, over the course of 10 games and then the last six games, it's something that you have to build each game uh, with your actions. Thanks a lot for your time, uh, Zach. Really appreciate it, man. And go out there and beat those Flyers scum, all right? All right, sounds good. Thanks for having me. Hey, be good out there. Thanks very much. There you go, Zach Aston Reese, the Pittsburgh Penguins. I don't know what that just was. Be good out there. Don't be good out there. Be a D-bag out there. Ruffle some feathers. What is it, Tom? I think he meant, like, be good in your play. Like, score some goals, have some apples, you know. I just want him to break some face. I think the Penguins have guys who can score goals, and Aston Reese, I think, is going to be a fixture on the top two lines for the Penguins the next couple of years. But now they don't need him to put the puck in the net. It wouldn't hurt. But I think he's going to be a tone-setter guy. I think the fourth line has the ability to do that now. I like some of these guys. Zach Asterius, obviously, he's got the pedigree, and he's young, and I think you need an infusion of youth 
to win the Stanley Cup, as we've seen the last couple of years. But I think Josh Joris provides great depth down there, and I think he needs to get a little bit better on the penalty kill, but I'm looking forward to what else he's able to bring to the table. And Riley Shane, if he's on your fourth line, I think you're okay with that. And the Penguins also have the ability to move players around. If Brian Rust needs to be on the fourth line, that could work. If you've got him and Riley Shane, I think they can drive play there. If the Penguins want to roll four lines, Zach Gastonry certainly has the pedigree to go up top and play with Sidney Crosby. Uh, Patrick Hornquist can play in the first line or the third line or the second line. Uh, these Penguins are so interchangeable with the depth that they have. Man, they're going to be a tough out. Again. 412 is the number. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Thanks to Jen Bellano. Uh, and Jason Seidling for making that interview happen as the Penguins play the Flyers coming up at 7 o'clock on Wednesday. Here's one thing that I didn't get to earlier in the show and I've kind of been waiting for. Teams did not tank to avoid the Penguins. They just didn't. I understand why people would think so, but Columbus didn't lose their final game and sit a bunch of guys because they didn't want to play the Pittsburgh Penguins. Washington's no cupcake either. That's not what happened. New Jersey did not tank to avoid the Penguins. They've had success against Pittsburgh this year. I think it always comes down to practicality. I think it always comes down to wanting your players to be healthy and weighing that as opposed to the playoff matchup. I would always want my team to be healthy as opposed to playing players in a meaningless game. We talked about it about the Steelers this year. Uh, Do you push and allow your players to play games at the end of the season because uh, you want to have that rhythm going into the playoffs? Or do you say, eh, you know what, I'd rather sit them and and just let them be healthy? For me, I'm always going to say health. I don't believe in the rhythm nonsense. And as for the hockey side of things, I'm always going to try to be healthy. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's the most important thing. I would not have played Matt Murray against the Flyers in the finale two years ago. He suffered a concussion. I ripped Mike Sullivan after that. The last time I think that I did rip Mike Sullivan, but I ripped him after that. I didn't think it was worth it. They wanted Matt Murray to get more reps in a playoff-style atmosphere, but it wound up getting him hurt, and the Penguins had to rely on their third-string goaltender, Jeff Zatkoff, going into the series against the Rangers. I'm always on team health. I think those teams were on team health, and all these teams believe in themselves. Because they've all got strengths, they've all got weaknesses, but so does everyone else. So it's not about avoiding teams. I don't think that that happens as much as fans think that that happens. But what say you? You can weigh in, 412-922-2874. Up next, Matt Geica will. He of PittsburghHockeyNow.com. You're listening to The Crowley Show.